Hello and welcome to Up To It, Down To It, number three. Uh, I'm your host, Kamran Shustar, and I'm the host of Sutra Side Talk, and with me is Ty Robertson. Hey, I'm Ty Robertson, a VFX artist from Atlanta, Georgia. Roman Fruhan. Hi, I'm Roman Fruhan. I am probably possessed. <laughs> and Miles Dill. Hey guys, I'm Miles Dill, illustrator and convict. You can find me on Twitter. Excellent. <laughs> uh, we are here with this spooky themed episode. Today is actually October 28th. We're a few days away from All Hallows Eve night and also an insane full moon where who knows what the hell is going to happen. I bought a business pumpkin suit to stroll around town and throw candy corn at the children. Uh, I think that'll be a good time. But we are here today to talk about our experiences with the supernatural. And we're going to talk about some interesting tales either ourselves or people we know have experienced along with the lore surrounding these tales. Now... Ty, I think you you look excited. I think do you want to? I'm super excited. Yeah, you can Ty, go first. Ty, you've been, been wanting to hear yours. Ty's I feel been like I should save this it. one forever. Go I for have it, dude. because I feel like it's a great story. It's not mine. It's my brother's. I do have my own supernatural tale, but it, it pales in comparison. Um, uh, my brother Sam Robertson experienced something uh, with his friends in a up near his school when he was in college at North Greenville. It was truly really spooky. I feel like maybe we should start with an. I don't know. You, was you this, come wrong. Is this Ours the connect. story? Is this the story where your brother was at the church and they were pulling a prank on him the whole time? No. Okay. Um, okay. Just no, no, no. <laughs> this is this is like a legit supernatural event that occurred where like a whole bunch of his friends all saw it. Um, okay. Which is which is cool. Do, wait. Do, so do you want to wait or yeah? Do you I want to wait. I want to wait. It's okay. A, I think yeah. mine is the the least. It's like the it's the appetizer. It's the it's opener. It's the simplest, and I, and yeah, I can corroborate it because I've seen I've had this happen to me as well. You've seen it, Ty, or did you? I've not hear seen it? it. I've heard you it. Saw it. it. You saw Tell the it, sounds. Cameron. What is it? <laughs> all right, guys, I'll, I'll go first. So, uh, we all went to school together in Savannah, Georgia. We went to school to in Savannah College of Art and Design, and my first year there, I lived in a dorm called Oglethorpe House, or as those that lived in it called it oh house oh house, oh, house. Oh, we all spent many a time there uh myself i lived there the second year after that uh we always miles and i specifically go to roman's room all the time it was a good time mm -hmm. yep. but i lived on the third floor and i had a roommate named andrew i won't say his last name or anything but i had a roommate named andrew and we always heard some strange sounds and another guy that lived there told us about it and there was a there was a legend but first i'll just i'll say what it was we would just be in our room third floor this is a six floor six story uh building and random parts of the night always at night we would start hearing footsteps and it was heels sound of heels just walking around walking around and at first we're like oh, okay whatever there there's a lot of um there's a lot of girls that like to go party at the clubs uh, just on Broughton Street, which is like the downtown area of Savannah. And we assumed at first it was one of them just getting ready. Then we realized that the footsteps were going on for 20 minutes straight without stopping. And we were like, dude, this is like really, really weird. 
And this didn't just happen once, this happened on a multitude of occasions at various times of the night. And it would be really weird times too. Like it, it could be like 2 a.m. or 8 p.m., like anything like that. It, it would just be random. And one day, one of our buddies told us, t he's like, oh, you don't, the, the dorm's haunted. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. No, it's not. And I'm like, because I, I didn't tell him exactly what had happened yet. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, here's the, you, you know what, the story of heels and marbles? And I'm like, heels and marbles. Heels. I what? remember this. At first, yeah. dude, I didn't know what you were talking about when you said you were going to tell the heels and marbles story. Yeah. Oh, it's all coming back. Okay. Was, yes. Uh, <laughs> it's so weird because it's like you were saying online that there's not a lot of like other reports of this, but like we, I think we all knew somebody who talked about this, and and I I heard it as well. Like there was a time where I always uh, I always thought that was like kind of a goofy like story about the two ghosts in O House. Um, but yeah, there was a time where I was uh, alone in my dorm on the fourth floor, which is ironic because it's the next one up. And I heard it in my room, like directly behind me, which freaked me out pretty bad. Uh, I thought my roommate had come back and I was in the bathroom and uh, like we had a curtain separating our, our bathroom sink area from the rest of the dorm. And uh, I thought, you know, the man likes to get dressed up. You know, maybe he's just wearing some like fancy shoes because, yeah, it had that like click sound to it. And I turned around to like ask him what was up and I just opened the curtain and there was nobody there. And it really like, you know, kind of chilled me <laughs> to the bone. I was like, oh, that was it. That's what everybody talks about. It's that sound. Yeah. Um, and think like myself, third floor, I'm hearing it above me. Ty, fourth floor right above in his room. Like think about it. that's That's like, yeah. oh, shit. And so the story I was told before I told anyone about my, my experience was, okay, yeah, the, you know, this used to be a hotel. And I was like, yeah, it makes sense. You know, this building's pretty old. It's like historic at this point. Uh, it used to be, I think, like a Ramada Inn or some shit. But before that, it was like a motor in, uh, motor in, like, I think that's what it was called, like motor yeah, in. Cascade likes to buy old buildings to turn into their dorms and, you know, uh, faculty buildings and that kind of thing. Yeah, and uh, there used to be, I believe, uh, across the street, a brothel of sorts and one of the i guess you know one of the prostitutes there uh she had a young son who was just a child uh, not even a preteen just like a young kid who knows like i would say probably from what i've heard it was like between six and eight or something maybe and she would always take uh she lived in the hotel and i believe she lived on the sixth she lived i want to say on the sixth floor or the fourth floor it was one of those two and she because if you go throughout time like some people keep telling the story differently like there's so many different it's versions one of those that's like it's only got an oral history it doesn't really there's no written one and if you look yeah. online they're they're actually like the shittiest versions they're like definitely not they're less accurate like, than like what i've creepy pasta <laughs> yeah <laughs> no they're all it talks about is scad students being crazy and it's like thanks okay but uh she would take her clients to her room but she couldn't have her son there so she would go, uh, she would get him marbles and she would go tell him to leave the room and go play with them. And one time, because Savannah, if you, for those that don't know, Savannah's a very hot city, especially uh, during the summer, of course. Like, it's very oh, hot. Oh, I thought you meant, <laughs> that was like the supernatural. Yes, it's a hot yes, spot. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a hot spot for the supernatural. It goes like the fuck there. But no, uh, like, uh, <laughs> it's just a hot, sit, like, weather-wise, it's hot. Yes. And... One day, the boy had gone up on the, the roof uh, above the sixth floor, 
and the door had locked on him. And he kept, stayed up there, played up with his marbles and stuff. But eventually, you know, he wanted to get down, but he couldn't. And no one was around. And the heat's so bad, if you, like, you're up there, you're kind of screwed. Mm. He died he of melt. dehydration. Oh, he melt. Yeah, he melt. He <laughs> melted. He, melt. he, was, he, he melt. just he was a puddle when they found him. <laughs> but the mother couldn't find her son. And she looked for him for the longest time. And I forget if it was like two or three days later, they found him dead up there. He melt. And in her anguish and despair, <laughs> she, she melt. went, she melt, she melted as well. She, they, every year the kids actually come by and hold oh, a no. snowman and she comes, she possesses it. I'm but sorry. no, anyway, she, she went, she went back to her room, went to her bathtub and she slit her wrists and killed herself. And that was the story that we were told. And then, uh, they said, he said that, oh yeah. And then. If you're on the sixth floor specifically, on the sixth floor above the uh, right below the roof, like you're gonna hear what sounds like marbles being, uh, like basically being shot at each other, like you know mar- marbles yeah, rolling like on the floor. And... Yeah. yeah. But if you're on the third or fourth floor, you'll hear the sound of heels. And I looked at him, like just like Nani, <laughs> what? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, did you say heels? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like have you heard him before? And he's like, no, I haven't. And I'm like, do you think if it was, it would probably be one that sounds like it's going on for a while, like something unnaturally. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, why? And I'm like, oh, I think I found the ghost. And and Andrew, my roommate was like, yeah, we we heard it. We heard it. That's, that's actually, that's a, you know, that's the same. Oh, I miss Andrew. Yeah. So, uh we we were both in the room together when we heard it like this was like a thing we heard for a while and we knew this wasn't the usual person that would be up there because there's no way in hell unless they're high off of their mind on drugs that someone is walking for 20 to 40 minutes in their heels in the same room in circles because i kid you not those dormers are very small especially for two people like there's no room in those places at all so we, it wasn't even like a, oh my God, there's a ghost. I'm so scared. It was, yep, there's a ghost up there. I can live with that. And we legitimately still believe it. And it's more of like a, I was annoyed, not scared thing. It was just like, fuck, there you go again. And I'm like, I don't have a, I don't have like a Ghostbusters broom that I could just hit up there and be like, get the fuck out. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> Stop it. But uh, yeah, that's the, that's our first story. And the lore behind it was the history of Savannah, just because Savannah is a very haunted or claims to be a haunted city. Uh, we've all seen all the ghost tours to the point where actually Miles would uh, dress up as a phantom of the night and mm-hmm. uh, spook the ghost tours uh, from from above in our apartment. Uh, remember that, Miles? Yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just soaking in all the, the experiences because... I've had quite a few supernatural run-ins, and I, I have the story I, I want to tell on the podcast, especially. But like one that has my special a special place in my heart in Savannah was, um, you know, I had heard all this like ghost hoopla mumbo jumbo, but I wasn't really like I, I was a bit of a skeptic. Um, but one day I was leaving a party to like sneak out to go to a girl's house while everyone was still at the party. And I was really drunk and I didn't want to say anything because no, someone would stop me from leaving for sure. And I get to the bottom of the stairs and I see a person at the bottom of the stairs. 
So I'm like, hello, like, you know, looking for the party. And the person's dressed in white and they're standing with their head lowered towards the wall. And um, I, I'm that. like watching this person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like watching this person for like what seems like 15 seconds, right? Like a bit. And I'm like, hello, hello. And then I think to myself, I'm like, if that's a ghost and it turns around and does like some, some freaky run up the stairs, I'm going to die on the spot. And then I was like, because I was drunk, I was like, I shouldn't be scared of a ghost because they're not going to leave me alone if I'm scared. So I was like thinking, and I don't know what compelled me, but I decided to jump down the stairs at the ghost. Because I was like, if I land on somebody, then it was a person. You know, if I go through it, it's a <laughs> ghost. A <laughs> and this and if this is like some phantom that can affect me, then I will have got the first blow. I'd have jumped, jumped on him. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I could potentially win this fight. And I jumped and like, lo and behold, I just crash on the ground. It hurts a lot. And I was like, maybe that was a ghost. And uh, I was looking at the top of the stairs and didn't see anything. And then I just left and went on my way. And um, it, it's like one of those moments that like at the time, I just felt dumb for jumping on the stairs, but it's only gotten scarier with time. Like that, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, wow, that was a real episode. But you know, at the time I wasn't even like that dazed. Like uh, I feel like I should have ran up and explained it to everybody while it was like fresh in my head. But like, I don't know. There's a time and place like now to talk about it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Definitely. I'm glad that I'm glad that you, <laughs> in your drunken state, were like, "If I'm afraid, it won't I, stop bothering me." So I, I better like jump freaking... at it. Listen, dude, <laughs> Miles, you had the perfect reaction to that. Whenever, whenever I used to take a shower at my at my parents' place. I was always on edge. I don't know why, but when I was in that shower, I was like always in defense mode. So I'm washing my hair one day and just out of the corner of my eye, I just see something moving in and I just punch in that direction, not even looking. And I managed, I punch straight through the shower curtain. I go falling over the side hit my head on the freaking toilet i'm screaming my mom runs upstairs she's like oh my god are you okay i'm like mom get the fuck out oh, don't look at my dick mom get out but a piece of my hair fell into the corner of my freaking eye and i thought it was something not of this earth <laughs> coming to take my soul like for those is that it, don't know, there, Roman has very long hair. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the, I just like a big scare in the Grudge. That's a similar thing. Yes, like I, I know that. Doesn't yeah, her hand yeah. come out of the back of the head? Like yeah, it's yeah, easy. like yeah. like the hand. I just like in Miles's like situation. It was like I, I feel like it's that like witch burning logic of like if the witch survives, then she's a witch. If if she burns, <laughs> then. Well, you know, too bad. Like, yeah. you know, that was <laughs> genius Puritan logic. Yeah, so Miles' logic was similar where he's like, if I hit a person, well, I hit a person. If I jump through them, they're a phantom. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, might as well see what's going on. Right? Yeah, like 
just <laughs> jump into the deep end, test it, you know, the, the most vigorous way possible. Oh, it's man. the only way you can do it. Yeah. Just charge. I find, um, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of weird, the, like the supernatural stuff, because like one thing with like ghosts and phantoms and everything, like, you know, I, I don't want to antagonize whatever spirits might be listening to me, but like they kind of bank on you being scared of them. Like, will a ghost continue to bother you if you just don't give a fuck? Like, if it's trying to tell you about something and you're just like, whatever. And it's just like, okay, well, <laughs> am I going to just stick around and keep trying to jump scare this person? But, um, I mean, I think that goes yeah. in like hand in hand with like slasher films. Like, every, the, most people get killed in a slasher while they're running away. It's like, dude, watch yeah. Scream. Just turn around and kick the guy in the chest. He'll go right down the stairs. <laughs> I don't know it. about Mike Myers. Yeah, he I don't know about ripped up. Yeah, Mike Myers. Yeah, they, they I lift him up. I I saw Buster Rhymes try to take on Michael Myers. It didn't. Really... <laughs> <laughs> what H two? Oh what was that God. one? I think that uh, was resurrection. resurrection. Was it okay? <laughs> Yo, Michael, you need to go that way. I'm going this way, dude. <laughs> this is like two Michael Myers. Two thousand two was a bad year for movies. That's that was a very one. bad I'm year. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> That's when guys realized the nineties ended. They didn't have to go so hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here, champ, have a caprice, and it doesn't work anymore. The, the decade's over. Meanwhile, L O Cool J in in H two O. That's good. What I was thinking. Good casting choice. That was different. Yeah, that was, that was different. That's a H two O was actually nice. That was a nice one. Any okay? It's anyway, fine. anyway, tie. Oh, I want to. It's I'm time. So excited. All right. Um. Well, yeah, I corroborated Kamran's story about heels. I never encountered marbles or even knew anybody who encountered marbles um but it was one that i heard and, I, and you always hear those stories in pairs but uh so it, this is a little bit more of an intense story this comes from my brother uh who, who definitely has like a super like you know kind of deep obsession with the uh like supernatural um like i think he's one of those people who really really wants to witness his own like real life ghost like event like right in front of his face and, uh, and I mean, this is it. Like, this is. The I feel one. like if you if you want that, that's always the worst thing to happen because it's like that whole "be careful what you wish for" and then everything turns terrible. This one sounds like it almost turned terrible, but it has a fantastic little little stinger. But I'll, I'll tell it as he told it. Um, so, yeah, it, it, that obsession with like wanting to kind of chase the supernatural a little bit is definitely like his friends know it, and they've definitely like kind of cranked him in the past, but. This was a time where he he and his friends, all of them, legitimately witnessed something that was truly strange. So I, I asked him if he could just send me a voice recording of him telling the story so I could transcribe it. And if you want to come around, I could literally send you his audio and you could put it in here, but I'll just read what he said. Um, so this was about him going to this place in um, Greenville, South Carolina called Poinsett Bridge. Uh, you can Google it. It's this really old historical bridge. It's one of the oldest... Um, like historical uh, bridges uh, that's like formally recognized uh, as like a historic location in the U.S. Um, and so you can visit it, like especially during the day, like you can just, there's like a parking lot dedicated for it. You just walk across the road and uh, it's just this little tiny stone bridge that's just an arch that goes over a creek. And there's not really anything else in that area that's left of whatever remained. Um, 
from its original construction and it's in like pretty terrible shape but you can just go see it uh but it's in an area that's like relatively abandoned there's not really many houses around and there's like no cell service so uh this is what he said um so he says uh so that story going to the bridge i guess that was now not this past summer not the summer before that but the summer before that so it was like three summers ago uh now i guess so it's been a while back uh back when he was still in college uh, but after VBS at church, which he was helping out at, uh, we were at Sonic and we decided to go to Poinsett Bridge, which is this bridge up in North Greenville, a few miles from my school. It's really old. Uh, it's made of stone and it's kind of in the woods isolated. It's right off the road, uh, but it's kind of in the middle of nowhere that you don't really get any cell service back there or anything. So the road that goes back there is pretty far back into the woods. There's some houses on the way, but when you get to the bridge, you park and you cross the street and you go over to it. And the rumor about Poinsett Bridge is that people hear screams there and other sounds and things. And the main thing that if you go late at night, supposedly, and stay long enough, people say you see little balls of light around the bridge and they're Mm -hmm. some sort of ghost orbs. Uh, So we went pretty late and it was after midnight, maybe close to 1 a.m. And we go out and we went over to the bridge and it was just us there. And we got on the bridge and turned all our lights off. And when all your lights are off, uh, it's really pretty much pitch black. And you can't see anything. There's no light there at the bridge, no street lights. So we stood on the bridge completely quiet and we started to see these orbs. And I can't really describe it. It's kind of like fireflies that don't blink and move really slowly and smoothly. And there was a bunch of them, probably like five or six of these orbs, all like in the air above the bridge, up in the trees. And they all seemed to be coming towards us. And we were just looking at them and they'd come down to maybe 15 to 20 feet away. And I remember seeing one specifically, uh, the bridge runs over a little creek. And I remember looking over down off the bridge at the creek and seeing an orb that came from literally back in the woods. Like it came down the creek line pretty quickly, almost came rushing down along the creek. Like it's almost like if it was a ghost or spirit or something, it's like it realized that someone was there and it came really quickly to see who it was. Um, It came scurrying down to see really fast. But the whole time we were looking at these orbs, two of my friends, Kiefer and Graham, kept trying to scare us. And they would like trail off from the group and, you know, crouch down and grab our legs and stuff because it was really dark and you couldn't see them. But they kept trying to scare us and it was really annoying uh, because we we're actually seeing stuff. And we were like, guys, stop trying to scare us. There's actually stuff going on that we came to try and see. So eventually they go down below the bridge and we decided, hey, since they've been trying to scare us and they're below the bridge, let's pull a prank on them. And while they're there, let's rush back to the car and drive down the road. Uh, and so down the opposite way from where we came so farther down back into the woods instead of going towards north greenville Um, when you come down the bridge to north greenville you come over a hill and go down and the bridge is kind of halfway down the hill so we go continuing down that way down the road and we're probably gone for five or ten minutes during that time Kiefer and graham had come up from under the bridge realized that we had left and saw the car was gone and for some reason decided that they were going to start walking up the road uh not the way that we had gone but rather the way that we had come from originally um so we come back park and go back to the bridge to get them and we can't find them they're just gone because they walked the wrong way back up the hill to the other direction uh so we look for them for like 45 minutes uh and he's like this is another part of the ghost paranormal aspect that i can't confirm because i didn't hear this but people in our group claimed that as we were looking for them in the woods around the bridge that they could hear them talking and could hear them laughing in the woods 
And we were saying, we can hear you guys, we can hear you talking, and we can hear your voice, but they were not there at the bridge. Um, so I can't confirm that, but that's what ever, the other people in the group say happened. Mm -hmm. So we look for them for like 45 minutes, literally so long that we decide to go back in the car and drive up the road the way they had walked, uh, the opposite direction. But we drive the road about three quarters of a mile and don't see them. So we have to turn around and go back to the bridge. <laughs> we think, you know... <laughs> We don't know what the heck happened to them. Uh, we have to go back to the bridge and keep looking. So we yell for them and we're like, we're going to have to call the police and search for you guys if you don't come out. And the whole time I thought they were hiding. Uh, but what had happened is they just walked back up the road even further. And we looked for them for so long the first time that when we drove back up there to look for them again, they'd walked farther than we drove. So we have no cell service. We can't get a hold of them at all. And so we get in the car and we decide we're just going to drive back towards North Greenville and eventually we'll get cell service and get a hold of them. And we find out that they've been walking for so long that when we finally uh, find them, they've been walking for three miles. <laughs> and when we get to them, they're like covered in sweat and really mad. Uh, but that was pretty much the, the whole story that night. Um, and he says, if, if you Google Poinsett Bridge in South Carolina, you can see pictures of it and read about people seeing orbs and other stuff. And, uh, but the weirdest part of the whole story is the next night, uh, their college pastor at the time, uh, this guy Caleb, uh, claims that the, the next night at his house, which is a, sort of a cabin uh, in North Greenville, he came out on his front porch and saw those lights floating around in his trees in his front yard. Um, that's also a part I can't confirm, but that's the way he says it. He saw those lights out there the next night like they had followed him home. <laughs> it's a bit half ghost story and kind of like a un funny unfortunate story because of everything else that happened but yeah that's all it was <laughs> so that's the whole story so um, my immediate reaction Ty is you dodged a huge bullet because yeah if, if you um like okay I, I call it esoteric knowledge or like that that's the kind of tag it goes by on Twitter where, where people talk about like just phenomenons or like weird details that have like a, they're either like surrealist, occultist, or, or like lucky. Um, and one of the, the biggest threads I read was, um, it, it was quite compelling because it, it had like cited sources where you could find the data. Um, what, if you're a credentialist, it, it had, I guess, satisfying links, but you know, with this type of stuff, I actually take people's word for it, just depending on how they act and how they tell me. But um, apparently following orbs or running into orbs is like a progenitor to a lot of um, like disappearances. Like people will see an orb disappear and then they'll reappear like naked two weeks later, not knowing what happened. Yeah, really? I looked up, I looked info on like, not only like info on these orbs, which I'm assuming you could classify as will-o'-wisps mm -hmm. uh, or will-o'-the-wisps, which are like, you know, yeah, like phantom orbs. But then not only that, I found a bunch of quotes from people online uh, about Poinsett Bridge from other people who claim to have seen the exact same thing. Um, there's a location in North Greenville called Traveler's Rest, which is a wicked name. Like some yeah, that's pretty. RPGs I like that. that. Yeah, it's really cool. So there's a there's a website for Traveler's Rest, and they did an article in 2015 about the strange happenings at Poinsett Bridge, and they included some quotes from locals. Um, so I, I wrote some down. Uh, several locals say they've been able to start their cars when they get ready to leave. A light is said to move towards them while they sit in their cars, and they say they hear a scream come from the light when it gets close. 
Uh, someone named Mike Ross said, I've heard voices coming from that area of the arch, screams from around the top of the bridge, and I've seen red, white, and green light-dotted dots floating on the mountainside similar to a lantern. Uh, someone else said, about four years ago, I drove my neighbor, uh, her boyfriend at the time, and one of their friends up there, parked across the road. As soon as I shut off my engine and rolled down the windows, we could hear movements around us. Uh, I had my hand resting on the door when I felt a man's rough hand and fingers grab onto mine. I've been up there several more times throughout the years, uh, but it never fails at night to see, feel, or hear hear something that would leave most paralyzed, including myself. My uncle says he's seen a white figure there at night. Um, And then uh, they also had this group called Ghost Pro visit uh, the place and claim (laughs) to... I know. But the weird thing is, yeah, they claim to have uh, like Zach seen, Baggins showing I know, up to. But the most <laughs> we found it, guys, yeah. and I'm peeing myself right now with live <laughs> film. The thing is they said that the the first thing they saw was uh, they saw orbs up in the trees of varying shape, size, and color, and I'm like, that's so weird. So I did some googling on willow wisps, and uh, yeah, there's like a lot of common folklore, like what Miles is talking about, like. And it's weird to hear folklore from like all around the world relating to this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they're called uh, hobby lanterns. And I think one of the first places to name them is a, a book called Denim Tracks. Um, you, what country probably did that word? Uh, I think the UK. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a couple common mythologies associated with them. Uh in Mexican and Finnish mythology, supposedly they they guard places with treasure. Um, oh, and that's like one of the things that they lure you with. But um, yeah, uh, in but also in a lot of countries like in Asian and European folklore, they're believed to be uh, yeah people who are like they're they're supposed to look like lanterns and they're supposed to lead you astray. Um, and in Asia, uh, they're uh, commonly associated with confusing fishermen uh, who are like out on marshes at night and they see something that looks like a light from a house or a light from a lantern and thinking oh well you know I'm lost I can't see because of fog well mm-hmm. there's something over there and then they get even more lost um, uh, and European folklore they're associated with uh, like spirits of the dead or uh, like mischievous fairies that lead travelers to their demise um, some people believe they're the spirits of uh, unbaptized or stillborn children in some form of like purgatory. Um, but uh, yeah, there's like other explanations that claim there's some sort of um, like phenomena that it, the reason they're always associated with marches, marshes is people say that uh, supposedly that this is like a natural phenomena that can get uh, caused by like fog gases. But it seems strange that there's like, for one, there's like such a common mythology among them. Um, and also the fact that it seems like everybody associates them with having like a very like lively, like lifelike presence. Like my brother described that he saw one like move quickly towards him, which is pretty spooky. Like it doesn't seem like it's something that feels random. And the fact that, you know, there's all this folklore about them, like, you know, misleading people. And the first thing that happens when their friends get separated is they think that they hear their friends where the lights were. That's pretty spooky. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> out, that's out of all this, I'd be like, oh, part of it. so I don't think gases do that. One thing I do whenever I travel is every now and then you, you get conversations where you're like the last two people to leave the bar or, you know, you're watching something on the beach with someone. 
And I always ask them, like, you know, if I could leave this conversation, what's the, like the most serious story you got? Like, what's the most like, if you could impress them upon me just out of word of mouth, what would it be? And there's just like some crazy stories people have, but one of them is pretty relevant. Is a friend of mine's like, oh, you know, you talk about all this esoteric stuff. It's like crazy you say that because when I was a kid. I used to have this ball come into my room, like floating in, and it would follow my finger. And I used to love playing with it. But like right when I'd get like, like so into playing with it, where I'd like jump up, it would go out of my room, and I just felt like never really wanted to follow it out of my room. Like I, that's when I'd stop playing with it. I'd, I'd sit down or, or do something. Oh, else. that's so trippy, dude. And and I thought Jeez. that was like so surreal and. She was like, I don't know what it was. Like, I was never scared of it, but I just never wanted to follow it. And it would always, like, you know, play with me, have all this fun, and then want to leave the room. And I was like, that is insane. And I was like, well, I'm glad you're, you know, you never followed that thing. But um, it, it was weird to have her talk about it because she was, like, really casual with it. And she, it's not like she, she got grave all of a sudden. And this, this is a person who describes themselves as an atheist as well. So I was like, wow. For you to go out on a limb and, and you know tell me the story is even more kind of sobering. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It, it is really one of those things that I, I think also the fact that like with my brother, he never in his story, because he told it to me in person like the first time I saw him after that happened. And then, you know, again when I asked him to record his version of it, and he never tried to identify them as like anything specific. And, like, it was only through, like, me inferring, well, it sounds like he's talking about will-o'-wisps that I had to, like, Google it. Um, it, And it's funny just seeing, like, all the weird connections of, like, how many times, like, these stories line up. And that's, like, again, another one where it's, like, someone not really specifying, like, oh, I know what this is and giving you the freaking, like, bagul, like, explanation. (laughs) (laughs) And it feasts on the souls of dead children or some junk. Like, you know. Bagul. Bagul. Gotta get bye bye man. Like you know, you don't get any of that. I like when you hear these stories and somebody's just like, I don't know what it was, but it looked like a ball of light. And it's like, well, now we've got hundreds of stories of people all describing the exact same thing, and it's kind of spooky hearing the similarities of this light that like attempts to you know lead people away from where they want to be. Um, so yeah, that's it. I, I I really think the big stinger at the end about the one guy. It, he's seeing them outside his house <laughs> it really freaked me out that's definitely the best little like uh freaking the end question mark like <laughs> yeah really <laughs> like i'm looking uh I, I actually uh image searched uh points at bridge and i'm seeing it and i'm like dang dude this bridge looks like it's like this old ass bridge it's like brick built and it does like it's in the middle of the woods that dude that looks uh yeah it's it's a well, it's also like not night. anything grandiose which i think is also like very cool because usually when you have places that are like haunted places they like have this big you know fantastical history around them Poinsett bridge is literally just this like tiny like it's maybe like 20 yards across like um or 20 yards long just in the middle of this, these woods and there's like nothing all that special about it other than you know it's this like incredibly old landmark uh no tragic history no identifiers that make it look you know anything different than you know some other old bridge you might come across 
uh and yet there's like all these uh little local stories um and it's also nice that when you search points at bridge like you don't get uh all that many like supernatural results like in google except for like that one article from the traveler's rest website um besides that like pretty much you know anybody who's not local doesn't associate it with supernatural which Man, again I'll... like all you guys got these cool ass bridges. I just had like an abandoned train track bridge by my house. Like <laughs> that's, that's sick. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I would just go over there and you know spray paint the Van Halen logo all over, all over <laughs> yeah, it. Like yeah. I mean, <laughs> what do you want me to do about it? But I, there's and literally we don't get any haunted places back where I'm from. Are you kidding me? Sick. Yeah, I just got a my bridges is a massive red bridge called the golden gate bridge and uh you know worst thing that happens is some dude's just like fuck life and he just tries to kill himself and jump off but now they have nets so now they can't do it and they, they just really got nets with... under the golden gate bridge they got nets so now you can't do it <laughs> oh you just look God. like a fool because then it's like look at this idiot oh, in these nets that makes me <laughs> do you get in trouble sad but it's also kind of for, for oh yeah dude if you try to kill yourself in the states you go to jail like, I mean, yeah, it's, you go, it's, it's, it's uh, illegal to yeah. kill yourself. It's kind of messed it's up. Like Judge like, we're going to put you in prison. Make your yeah. life worse. Ice cream. <laughs> yeah. But trying to kill yourself, you'll be trying to kill yourself. executed. <laughs> yeah. ISO <Yeah>. five months. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just execute him on the spot right there. Yeah. <laughs> so confusing. Kind of unrelated, but that Judge Dredd comic where, like, the fat guy's on top of the building, he's like, Everyone makes fun of me. I'm gonna kill myself. And Judge Dredd's like, "Do it, because the longer you stand up there, the longer you get the ISO cube for." <laughs> Dude, I, I swear to God, I think that's like one of the. Oh God, we got to talk about Judge Dredd another day. Yeah, I, I was about to go on. one day for sure. Oh yeah, my God. Sure. we got we got so many ideas we could do. Oh my God. So um, oh, but gosh, guys, I, I think um. Nah, okay, okay. Like, I, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but maybe we might have to do a part two because I do have a lot of, of supernatural stories. But, okay, my, my stories, I don't like to call them supernatural. I just think they're, like, bizarre happenings, like stuff that I'm sure has a rational explanation, but the way it was presented is, like, I don't know, either bone-chilling or just, like, so confusing, it's kind of scary. Yeah. I, well, oh man, dude. When I was a, when I was a little kid. It was shit. With, we, you know, like when you're trying to scare yourself and like you're a little kid. Yeah. Like we, we used to go around. Like my my friend's parents would be asleep. We'd be at a sleepover. Okay. We just rented. We just rented a DVD from Blockbuster and it was rated R. The guy let us, you know, get away with it. And so we're walking around the house. You know, it's the it's like one in the morning. We're high off of sugar and we are literally just trying to psych ourselves out. So we're like trying to like summon ghosts and shit. And like I I feel like your brain just. I, I don't know when when you when you want to scare yourself, when you want to psych yourself out, any little noise, whether it was there or not. Mm. Or any little dust particle that flies through the out of the corner of your eye, or even a piece of your hair falling into your peripheral vision, like that right there, haunting. And it, some of the best memories of all time. We tried to. I remember when I was a little kid, we tried to watch like a VHS tape 
I think it was like Star Wars Episode One. Like we we tried to watch one of my old tapes, and the tape snapped in the in the uh, VCR. Uh, VCR. Thank you. And that right there, just because we were trying to psych ourselves out earlier, that the the television was possessed. That was our explanation. <laughs> So, I don't know. Yeah, lots of bizarre happenings when I was a kid, but I've been, I don't know, I've been uh, going through bizarre w- happenings withdrawals. And yeah, we need to get that going again. Yeah. It's like... Um, Somebody buy a Ouija board. No way, dude. <laughs> trifle with that stuff. So, like, here's, yeah, here's how some does... esoteric knowledge right now. Dude, when you get, like, a tarot reading, when you get, like, fuck with a Ouija board and stuff like that, that dictates your fate. So, like, if, if you don't buy into, like, hocus-pocus nonsense, your fate is entrusted to God's plan. Like, you're cool. You know, nothing's going to mess with you. You know, your choices are your own. But the minute you, you want to look under the curtain and see what's going on, then your role on the stage gets revealed. And who knows if Lucifer or maybe an angel has a jig for you to dance, but it's not your choice after that. So that's when they say it's a big no-no. To, to I gotta into say, I actually... I actually agree because, you know, people say like, well, what's the deal with Ouija boards? Because Ouija boards were originally intended as like a party gag, right? Yeah, yeah. It was just like, a Hasbro. It, yeah, it's like Hasbro game. Mattel, like what, whoever owns the license. And, um, and, and like they didn't really become associated with uh, like, you know, summoning like real spirits until The Exorcist with the Mr. Howdy, you know, that, that mm, scene. Captain in the Exorcist. Yeah. Or Captain Howdy, yeah. She's like, I've been talking to Captain Howdy and then she has the Ouija board and that really kicked it off. But I agree that with Miles, it's like, I think that as somebody who's like, you know, wouldn't do it himself, like, I think it's the intention, you know? Mm. It's the, it, all those people who use the Ouija bar, board as like a party gag you know that's fine whatever like all of them were completely aware that like this is a gag i'm messing with my friends we're not summoning real spirits it's a party gag but then you know after that movie really kicked off the idea of like people who really legitimately like wanted to like summon something for real that's where i think it starts to get a bit scary and dodgy where it's like you know um it's the difference between you know playing pretend with your friends and and genuinely inviting a stranger into your house. Um, like, I, I think once you kind of open, I mean, if you're, you, if you believe in supernatural things, I think once you're literally just shouting into the beyond, like, yeah, come into my house, do whatever you want. Like use me as a vessel, like whatever, I don't care. Like that's, I don't know. I'm too scared to do anything like that. And I think it doesn't really matter what you use to make that happen, whether it's a Ouija board or just doing it yourself. Like, yeah. I think it's the intention that creates it. yeah because otherwise it's like you know hasbro's not going out and trapping souls into ouija boards going all right have have any of y'all ever seen the sequel to hellraiser hellbound hellraiser yes i have no i've only seen the first one there's a great part in the beginning a crazy doctor like gets the evil rubik's cube whatever the hell it's called the lament configuration and and he's just like listen, I want to summon these demons like really bad because I want to see what the other dimension looks like. But I know if I summon it, I'm going to get torn apart. So he has one of his patients do it because she's like really good at solving puzzles. He doesn't tell her. He just says, yo, solve this impossible puzzle. 
and he goes like and hides off in the wings and so whenever she solves the puzzle and you know pinhead and all the cenobites show up they totally look right past her even though she solved it and pinhead says it is not hands that summon us it is desire and it just like <laughs> it just like pans, yeah. oh He's man it pans over to the, the doctor wall. and yeah. he is just shit in his pants like <laughs> so it's true yeah it doesn't like if you play with a ouija board you know nothing's gonna happen but you really want those spirits to come and say hello like that's the that's the if ticket you're, if you're playing it's fine if you're playing but you're rubbing your nips and like pouring oh. candle wax on yourself <laughs> then you're, fu- you're fucked dude it's over like that's what that's what we're trying to hey, say here hey. so so two things like one with um hellraiser the book actually is pretty badass that's the only thing i wanted to say about it <laughs> and then um the, the, the second thing though is is whenever all right so like i'm a big conspiracy head and every now and then you talk to like people who are like i guess intense materialists like you know you're like redditors at the bar and hey listen i'm you, pretty like, i'm pretty materialistic like, like if that's a word yeah, no worries. I, I'm not going to drill you well. for it. But, like, every now and then you get those people at the bar who just, like, can't stand that you're, like, holding a conversation or entertaining people with, like, talk of stuff that's not, I guess, rational or realistic mm. to them. Like, they, they think you're, like, doing a public crime or whatever, right? So, so you know, talking about, say, like, conspiracies where, you know, like, the bartender was finally, like, okay, like, um, I'll, I'll, I'll lend you an ear because like you've always talked about this at the bar people listen to you some people don't like it, it's just the thing Miles goes off about when he's drunk but like why do you think there's like a cultist in like several government positions like running these conspiracies to like move these rituals and stuff and like you know valid question right like it, it sounds like absurd like I understand that it sounds like comic book villain stuff like yeah, like, you know, what reason would these people have to do these things? But, like, when you're a, a billionaire, when you have, like, access and resources and proxies and whatnot, if you have the ability to potentially conjure a ghost or potentially conjure a power and you don't have to deal with the consequences but only the benefits, why not? Dude, like, why not pay? If, if you're, like, if you have just unlimited assets... Why not pay 10 G's to have a seance? If it doesn't work, whatever. But if it works, it does make me happens, think. Then there's a whole new market out there. Because that is a trope right? in like movies. So, like it makes me think of like uh, Beetlejuice, like the the rich family that moves in, you know, has like a seance, and they just like think of the oh, idea yeah. of qu- like ghosts as like so quaint. Rich people are bored, dude. Yeah, they are, and it makes me also think of uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Um, oh yeah freaking parents mom yeah. sister yeah, mom. whatever like <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking the, <laughs> she keeps the movie <laughs> that apparently like she holds a seance um killed stan you know you're stanley kubrick uh, apparently eyes wide shut was his like kind of cry for help to the public because he had been a, made aware of that layer of like, oh, elitism oh, and, that? and that's the movie he got killed for it Apparently that's that's like they, they assassinated him for, for getting too close, peeking on the <laughs> curtains. Whoa. Uh you know what? 
I I do believe that Stanley Kubrick was probably assassinated, but he was probably assassinated because he was also a big asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he he rubbed everybody I mean, the wrong way. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Some some people are are like you know they, the tarot card the fool. It's a chaotic force that brings great change, and a lot of people can't deal with that particular card because of it, it it's almost divine in how uncontrollable it is so like in the same way a hurricane is a disaster for the material desires of men who live within hurricanes the fool is like the emotional hurricane for people and like it can be a good thing where like you know he reinvigorated film in several different ways for his era but it can be a bad thing where like socially he must have been like a absolute bastard mm. to deal with so i i totally understand at why you know a profound piece of work could come from such a, a bitter and you know how people describe him as a terrible dude i, I mean um, that i think that goes I guess, that goes with like a lot of our favorite artists like i mean john carpenter is is no is notorious being like a big asshole but i mean he just got so jaded from the studio system same with stanley kubrick i mean stanley kubrick was a genius and was probably surrounded by so many idiots that (laughs) it must have been very frustrating for him so oh for real real. speaking of those tarot cards miles uh, something i've honestly never really looked into or cared for to be honest but uh, what what's your all your perceptions of specifically like those tarot card readings of like those fortune tellers and stuff? Personally, I've never really had an interest or even wanted to ca- like I never cared for it. I was just like ah it's whatever like it's fucking cards and some lady with a ball. So I've always been interested in getting like my fortune read or my birth chart read or you know tarot card readings. But that comment I heard, you know, that I mentioned earlier where, you know, once you do it, you're, you're locked in to your fate. Um, I don't know what type of fate I particularly want. And this is going to be pretty egotistical of me, but something that I, I feel like I, I firmly believe is I feel like if, if reincarnation is a thing, right, if, if we have past lives that we have once lived, I honestly think god put me in this current life where it's like how could i make this chaotic a soul in a place where he does the least amount of harm to people <laughs> so like I, I feel like i feel like they they put like napoleon on an elbow like i feel like you know in this life i can go as batshit insane as possible but like i'm in a stray jacket so i i don't mind it you know it's quite nice like uh, island paradise you know good friends people who humor me but like, yeah, yeah, it, it feels like some, sometimes like you're pu- pushing on like some xylophone, xylophane wrap around it. And I would hate to get like a tarot reading or a birth chart and it reveals some grand destiny or some grand lineage or whatever that, that happened before. And then, you know, I'm dealing with like, I'm actually in a prison, like it, that it gets confirmed for me. Or on the flip side, I could get wrapped up in some another episode of craziness that goes even wilder so I'd, I'd rather just be a mystery i don't know what answer i'd want and what i'd be prepared to deal with knowing how 
rambunctious mm. I can be on think of, um, games. See you come out screaming. This is like an obscure reference, but that talking about being put in a place for like you can do the least amount of harm. It's like I, I, Roman might have played this, but Half Life Opposing Force. We're at the end. Oh, like, I loved Opposing Force. G Man just like wills Corporal Shepherd away to like. He's like he's, he. He describes it as a somewhere where you can do no possible harm and where no harm can come to you. <laughs> you like, yeah. I'm just gonna whisk you away. <laughs> yeah, e- exactly that. Exactly that. So, I, I've avoided it. And then um, the other thing too is like you really can't gauge how like spiritually strong you are. Like some people can fight demons. Some people can channel the very voice of God through them. Other people have heart attacks from seeing ghosts. So I don't know. I don't want to play with that. Like I would hate to All right, realize, fight vampires. Yeah, I I'd hate to realize I'm like a a speed bump in a, in a, in a lot of monsters' ambitions, or you know, like it, it's just not something I want to trifle with. But you know that. For sure. That being said, I guess I'll segue into into my story for this podcast. Yeah, do um. So this one is a little bit of a doozy. So if, if our listeners, I'd say like right now, bathroom break or like get your food ready because this this one's a good one. You know, entertaining. So we had a hurricane a, a couple months ago that I spent a great deal of time preparing for. So I was exhausted. I, I charged up all my appliances, and the big consensus was the power was going to go off at night, or they're going to like on purpose turn off the power to reduce the damage to the grid and um you know then we just ride out the storm and then they turn on the power afterwards so um knowing that i was like no i'm gonna play as much xbox as possible and like enjoy my night up and i did that eventually i like fall asleep playing xbox wake up my clocks are off like my fans off and September in Bermuda is still pretty hot. So without my fan, I was like, this blows. Like, I, I can't be in my room. Like, it's too hot. So I walk out to the living room, which is surrounded by, like, big windows. You can see the hurricane. And I um, get, like, a blanket. I'm wearing some, like, uh, pajama pants. And I go to my couch. I lay down. I fall asleep. So when I fall asleep, I'm in my kitchen. And I was like, oh, you know, that's weird. Like, I must have got up for, like, some water or something. Like, you know, and I'm, like, butt naked, right? So I'm like, that's kind of weird that I'm in my kitchen naked. Like, I'm pretty sure I went to sleep with some pajama pants on. So I'm a pretty frequent lucid dreamer. Like, lucid dreaming comes pretty easily to me. And um, that's where I get a lot of ideas for my drawings and stuff. So, um I was like, oh, you know, I could be dreaming. Like, if, if I'm, like, this conscious, like, let me try it out. So I, I was like, I'm going to jump in the air, and if I can float in the air, I'm dreaming. And if I just jump and it's just normal, um, I'll, I I must be awake, or I just woke myself up sleepwalking, right? So I jump in the air, and lo and behold, I can float. And I'm like, this is awesome. I was like, okay. So I was, like, floating around my house, and I, I, I had a big grin on my face. It was, like, super fun because, like, you get that pit in your stomach of being in the air. But, like, I guess because it was such a familiar environment, I wasn't, like, overwhelmed by it. So I was like, well, I'm going to 
like obviously like I'm in a dream, so I'm gonna do what I please. But like one thing I noticed is I can't go through walls. Um, like you know, I try like the walls are like normal. Like I pat them and like they make sounds when I hit them. So I'm like, that's weird. Um, so I just go to the door, I open the door, and I like kind of float outside and I like fly up in the air and I'm looking at my neighborhood and I'm like, this is like the most fun I've ever had. Like just being up in the sky and just like looking around at stuff. So I was like, oh, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm gonna go say hi to my brother. Like that, that's going to be fun. So I go over to, to like in the direction of my brother's house and I'm like soaring around. I'm like playing with the altitude and this, this like Griffin, right? Like this, um, it was like the only thing I can describe it as it was a griffin. Like it, it had like uh, gold feathers, like golden brown feathers. It looked like a griffin. Um, that, that's the most I can I can break, conjure from from my memory. It like swooped down on me, and I I like dove down into a house, like because I I guess I could fly and like and it was like some decent speed. But like it, it didn't seem like the griffin was like intent on catching me. It just seemed like it was like scaring me. Like don't fly too high. Like if you fly high enough, I'll grab you. So I, I was like, I'm not gonna trifle with this thing. So I, I like flew down, and I hid in this house because I was like, I wonder if I can get like a good look at it and see what it's going. And I couldn't really see it, but I, I was still like so like amazed at being in this like way of things. So I'm, I'm inside this house and there's a woman sleeping on her couch and she still has her TV on and I'm like looking around in her house or anything and I was like, oh, this is kind of rude. Like I'm in this lady's house. She doesn't even know I'm here. And she's like in an underpants. So I was like, I'm just going to leave. And I was like, this is even my brother's house. So I, like I go out of the window and I see my brother's house up on the hill. He lives actually quite close to my house. And I go up there and I go inside his house. The door is open. And um, I go right into his, his bedroom where he's sleeping with his girlfriend. And I'm like watching him. I'm like, this is like really strange. So I was like, I wonder if I can wake him up, right? So I go and touch my brother. And then next thing I know, I'm at like this beach, right? And my brother's on the beach kicking a football. And I'm like, oh, whoa, like, what's up, dude? And he's like, whoa, you know, I didn't think I'd run into you, man. And I was like, oh, you know, just, just walking around. So, so I was like, this is what you do all day? And he's like, yeah, kicking my football, having some fun. <laughs> so I was like, all right, man, like, that's kind of cool. So he's like, you want to see, like, the rest of this place? It's pretty gnarly. And I was like, yeah, yeah, what's the rest of this place? We, like, walk along the beach and up to, like, a castle that looks like the castle from Mario 64, right? Which is my brother's favorite video game. So I was like, this is, I was like, of course, the, you know, the Mario 64 castle in my brother's group. Like, this is lit. So we end up talking and hanging out for what feels like two hours, right? And finally, I'm, I'm like, you know, I've been here so long that I was like, dude, I think I'm just going to leave because... I, I like tell him how I got there and he's like, Oh, that's kind of weird. And I was like, yeah, right. So uh, I didn't tell him I, I went into his house though. Cause I was like, I didn't want him to get mad or nothing. Cause I don't know if it's like, he felt bad for his girlfriend. So <laughs> I, um, I like float up into the sky. Cause that's how I like leave dreams that are like not violent in, in past lucid dreams. Like if you just fly up into the sky, you can just like end the dream peacefully. So I went up into the sky and, and I'm back in my brother's room 
And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know, time to get out of here. So I, I go outside and I like go to close the door behind me, but I can't really close it. I'm like yanking it. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. So I, I just leave it and it, it shuts itself. So I was like, guys, oh, it's the wind. Like it, it's a hurricane, right? So I, I float over, but this time I don't go high up in the air because I'm like, I don't want to antagonize this griffin. I, I float like pretty, like like about six or seven feet above the air back to my house. And I go back in through my door and um, I go and I look at myself sleeping on the couch and I'm like, oh, I'm wearing pajama pants. So like, and that's the reason I'm naked. So I was like, okay. So like, I, I like lay down on myself and then I wake up for real. And I was like, whoa, that was, that was a dream. So like, I write down everything I, I remember. I, I write it down in like a comic format. So it's something I got to publish one of these days. And um, the next morning, I, I give my brother a call. And I'm like, yo, dude, what did you get up to last night? And he was like, you know, I, I don't remember. I didn't really dream anything. But I remember waking up at like three or so in the morning because I felt like my door was open. And I was like, oh, boy, it's a hurricane. Like, I can't have my door open. So I went to go close it. And I had such a hard time closing my door. Like, I don't know what was. I was, like, yanking and tugging it. But then, like, it finally closed. So I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, whoa, you know, that's kind of a coincidence. So I explained to him the dream. And he's like, do you think it was you that, that was tugging on my door? And I was like, you know, that could have been. <laughs> and, and we had, like, a good laugh about it. But then, like, the, the real, like, icing on the cake with this is we're all in the kitchen just talking about, like, what we're going to do with the hurricane and stuff. And my mom's like, um, were you going in and out of the house all night? And I was like, no. And she was like, well, I heard the door open and close once as if someone went outside. And then it opened and closed again as if someone came inside or, like, someone went outside again. And I figured you just were using the bathroom outside because the toilet wasn't working anymore. And I was like, wow. Like, you know, when she said that, I, I explained to her what my dream was like. And she was like, oh, you know, I guess. Like, she, she kind of just brushed it off. But I was like, whoa, that was really, really um, surreal. And the, the third whammy with this is I, like, I've gone to sleep a couple times being like, you know, I want that to happen again, but I'm like terrified of that Griffin thing that chased me last time. Like that, that put a real dampener on it. Like to the point where at, at some points I was like kind of scared to go to sleep because like it was just like such a scary feeling getting chased by that thing. And I, I fall asleep in my bedroom. I wake up in my room and I'm like, oh, dude, it's happening again. And I'm like so excited. I go up to my window and the griffin thing flies down and reaches its arm in the window and tries to grab me. So I was like, okay, whoa, I'm sorry, dude. And I just like jumped back in my body and woke up. And I was like, is that griffin thing like the astral projection police? Like, <laughs> it's the dream police. <laughs> yeah, does he just like make sure no one like astrally projects and like fucks around with other people? But, but either way, like I haven't done it since because I'm like, I don't want that Griffin thing to get grip me up. I don't know what he wants. And, um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that was like my, my kind of experience with it. Like that's, that's the only kind of way I know how to describe it, but it was, um, it was really intense. Damn dude. Yeah. I remember the first time you telling me that and 
Like it's it's bad, but like the the main thing I get from it is, damn dude, like even in your dreams, you can't you can't escape the cops, man. They're always after you, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> always on the run. But I've never I've never had that. I don't think I've ever been much of a lucid dreamer myself. Uh, usually, my dreams I'm very much if I can remember them. Mm. Uh, it's full. It's a full story I'm going through that I just feel is normally real until i wake up and i go that was fucking weird if i can remember it like god knows how many different ones i still can remember but nothing where it is uh lucid like that whatsoever uh roman ty what about you guys have you guys ever had those types of experiences before uh, there is of course another talk of dreams i do want to get to but that's uh we'll save that one for right after this yeah um so this is funny i was just like searching uh about like astral projection and stuff on like google and wikipedia to see if i had anything to grasp onto as far as discussion because like i've never experienced anything like that or known anybody who has um but i uh i do love in in reference to certain like religious texts or things that have referenced something like what miles is describing I didn't know about this, uh, especially someone who was raised a pastor's boy. But um, Paul's second uh, epistle to the Corinthians contains a reference to what I guess some people interpret as like an astral plane that says, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up in the third heaven, whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know, but God knows. And it's like, yeah, what is that he? Is, that is some weird trippy shit and gives me chills yeah yeah it's like what is he describing (laughs) yeah i don't know (laughs) yeah it's like weird stuff and there's like yeah a a lot of weird references from different like religions and sects that all like talk about something like that but it's it's very vague like there's no like yeah hard info on it and it's always kind of in like either like weirdly translated or like it's not really you know specific and for those that don't know uh just to lay it out there too uh, Miles, Roman, and Ty are all Christians, and myself, uh, I'm also Jewish, so it's like uh, we're all uh, different levels of religious, of course, too, so it's like... Listen, I was uh, raised Catholic, but I don't think I would label myself as really anything. Fair <laughs> Roman spaghetti. I'm Roman spaghetti. is spaghetti. <laughs> I'm the, uh, the rest... Closer to the flying spaghetti monster. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, that's... Damn. Roman, have you had any of those types of... Uh not counting we're not counting the uh the other dreams we're going to talk about but uh specifically any lucid type shit oh man uh back when so we're not gonna we don't want to talk about like my night terrors or any of that shit we're gonna do the sleep paralysis right after this. <laughs> okay just checking uh did i ever have any like lucid dreams anything like that i don't know i really don't know uh i feel like those I don't know if I ever did. They would go like coincide with uh, the night terrors I used to have when I was a kid, um, because sleep paralysis like always followed that. Uh, I was never able to like induce any like lucid dreaming. I know I have friends that were able to do it. I, Miles was talking about all that shit, but um, no, I no, I I. Uh, I lucked out on that one, or I missed out on that one, depending on how you looked at it. Okay. Yeah. And Miles, that that's still 
the 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 interesting ins and outs of your mind at night is still a, <laughs> a mystery that we have yet to solve especially with the things that go on and i'm like especially after you and i lived together too it's just like man it's still crazy. Yeah, I, I don't know it's um like that's why i tell people like okay one thing I think is ironic is people think I'm like open to believing anything. And like that in a sense is true, but I do think it's externally misinterpreted. Like I, I actually am hard to convince I'm stubborn and I am a skeptic on a lot of things. However, I do approach everything with like, I'll meet everything halfway. Like, you know, what if this is true? So like, you know, say if it's true, why is it true? And you know, how does it affect me? So to speak. Like, I'll, I'll at least give everything that chance. And I think that's when people kind of realize, like, they see the black cat twice in the Matrix, like that type of instance. Whereas, like, you know, there's people who are hardwired to be like, oh, I just saw two black cats. They don't understand the context of that situation. This is a kind of like a straw man, which I'm, I'm using from the Matrix. But, um, but, you know, someone who has the education to know what that could mean has the personal, I guess, wherewithal to, to accept that it could be something more, and then to make that connection sees a completely different circumstance. So, um, yeah, like, like at night and stuff, um, like I, I've always been kind of a scared of the dark as a boy. Now, now I'm not too fussed. But um, I, I think it's kind of like before I used to be like, oh man, ghosts and demons. Whereas now I'm like, dude, if you could take me from my bills, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So so I think there there is that that instance to it. But um, yeah, like night terrors for me, they they ended up getting funny. Like I laugh when I see monsters and stuff. Then I get sleep paralysis or scary voices. Because I'm like, do something. If I don't wake up decapitated, and clearly this is all smoke so whenever i see them like i haven't been like i haven't had like a true nightmare like something that made me wake up frightened in a while like i've had nightmares that are like kind of disturbing where i've been like like oh this is kind of uncomfortable or you know seeing stuff where i'm like okay I'm, i'm gonna wake up now like this is no fun but um I can't say I've ever been in fear of my subconscious and, and that's even with like doing trips, like never had a bad trip, be it dreams or uh, extracurricular activities. Uh, like, yeah, it's, it's, um, but then again, it's a fine line. It's like a metal spoon, you know, you can keep bending it, but once it breaks, it breaks. So I, I just try not to bend it so often. Yeah, it kind of goes back to that same, like, not testing the waters too much. Like, <laughs> not... Know the boundaries. Yeah, not going looking yeah. for things you don't want to hear the answers to and that type of stuff. Which yeah. does bring us into the full sleep paralysis. Something that all of us more or less have experienced. I, and we've seen Miles I now. I actually never seen, have. I've, it's I've never lot. had night terrors or sleep paralysis. Really? Really, never have. It must what? be the pastor's boy thing. <laughs> might be that. Oh, that man. Was... I pray to and the man upstairs I... and he keeps me safe. Ever since I was like five, like I, I, I remember 
back to my old, old house, like having these, sorry, I need to pour a little bit more wine. Uh, <laughs> I need, I, I just remember having these night terrors and they were always exactly, or they at least ended up exactly the same. Um, well, I guess, I guess I do have a quick lucid dream story. Um, back when I was a little kid, um, my mom used to tuck me in and as, as many of our moms have, um, and, uh, I would always have her leave the door open, you know, that eventually evolved into close the door, leave the closet light on, crack that open. And that there, that tradition stayed for a very long time. Um, but, uh, so mom says, good night, blah, blah, blah. Go to bed. Doors open. I, it see it feels like I didn't go to bed and then wake up, but I must have because within like a second, their mom was again, all, all the lights are out in the house and there she is again in the doorway. And so I'm like, mom, mom doesn't say anything to me. She's kind of cocked to the side, but her head is pointed directly at me. And there she starts walking down the stairs. I'm on the second story. So she starts walking down the stairs. I get up, I run out of bed and I look over kind of the balcony and down into the living room. And there she is still looking directly at me, but walking into her room. So I run downstairs, I go to my mom and I say, wake up, wake up, wake up. What are you doing? What are you doing walking around the house? And She's been asleep that whole time right next to my dad. So I don't know if I was just tripping balls or sleepwalking, but that is a memory that I have had for a very long time that happened when I was a kid. Weird. Damn. But uh, my night terrors kind of started around that same time and kept happening until maybe I was like a freshman in college. Um, where they wouldn't happen. It was like a really rare occurrence. But basically, there are two specific examples. Uh, basically, every night terror ended with the same thing. I am in my bed. It is pitch black, but I am hyper aware of everything that is around me. And I can't move. It feels like I can't breathe. I'm trying to scream, but... There's no sound coming out. I'm almost like I'm suffocating. And there's this figure, this this dark figure in my doorway. And for a really long time, I, I, every time I tried to describe the figure to everyone, everyone thought that I was you know, crazy because of how stupid he looked. But he was the silhouette of like a a man wearing a trench coat, almost like a detective with like a Humphrey Bogart fedora. But it was just the silhouette, just black. And he would hover towards me up until he got like right into my face. And then that's when I would wake up. And that's how all of my night terrors ended. Now, a lot of the times it would... 
stem from another dream. Um, one dream I was having, you know, exterior, hayfield. <laughs> Roman and his friend Zach are running through the field and come across an old dilapidated house. We go inside and we start exploring as, you know, preteens do. So we get upstairs and I go into the first door in the hallway and Zach goes all the way to the end. I'm looking through like a bunch of file cabinets and stuff. Everything is just empty and I hear a scream. I run out into the hallway and I see Zach in the hallway and it almost looks like that shot in Jaws where it's zooming in and getting farther away at the same time. It's like the poltergeist hallway scene. And uh, he just says, run. So I'm like, I, you know what? I trust your opinion, Zach. I will run. <laughs> so I am running downstairs. I'm about to run out of the house. And there's a little baby bird skeleton on the like headrest of this couch. And I, for some reason, I'm like fixated on it. I don't know what the deal is. So I just stop everything. And now it feels like there's like cotton in my ears. And I pick up the baby bird skeleton, and then I just know. I'm just like, shit, I'm in a dream, and my night terror is about to happen. The walls melt, and boom, I'm in my bed, sleep paralysis, dark figure, etc. And that's just one of the dream examples of when that would come into play. Sometimes I got really good at knowing when one would happen, too. I would feel it. I would get this like burning feeling in my face, you know, like when you get really embarrassed and I'd be in a dream and then I realize it's a dream and I'm like, oh shit, there's no way that my night terror is about to happen right now. I'm going to get out of this. And most of the time it would work, but sometimes I'd be too late and I'd be stuck in my night terror. Man. No, I get that, man. I, Roman, you are not the only one. Yeah, dude. I've had the exact same thing happen. My friend to me. Zach, exactly. My friend Zach called me up and was just like, "Dude, I just watched a documentary on Netflix about your night terror." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And some like t- movie made in 2015 called The Nightmare came out, and there's yeah, like Christ. a whole segment in there about talking the- about the Hat Man, the Shadow Man, or whatever it's called. And I was like, "Holy shit, that's my guy." I can't believe more people in the world have that same night terror. It's weird. Yeah. No, I um also that documentary up. sucks, which is a shame. <laughs> <laughs> Big shame. Oh god. Now, growing up, um well, I guess I got two things here. I'll tell the the main one first though. Growing up uh in my room going to sleep uh, my room is, it's weird, so, like, my bed is inside the wall, kind of. Uh, it's, like, almost like a cutout. of the, It's, like, regular, you know, regular shaped room, but then there's, like, a cutout where a bed fits perfectly in, so it's, like, the wall then moves a little bit back, so it's just, like, a, a little a niche area, if that makes sense. And my bed, like, the way my pillow is, I'm facing, if I would say, like, I, I sat up and I looked to my left, I would see both of the doors that lead to, like, other bedrooms to the in the house. And uh, I would get into the same thing. I would probably be in some other dream, which I would say majority of the time, especially nowadays, I don't remember 
any dreams I've had, like I'll know I just dreamt something, but I, I'm like, for the life of me, I'm, oh, I'm not going to remember this shit. Not anymore. And I, I'll get out of that dream and I think I'm awake. And same thing. I get that feeling and I'm like, oh God. And I remember the beginnings before where it's like, uh, each time like it would happen, I couldn't move. I couldn't speak. And it's like, at first it always feels like you're just really tired. And for some reason, you just have no will to move anything. But it's like, no, I physically can't do anything. And it would always be the farthest left door in the corner of my room. On the le left corner of my room. Look if I just turn my head a little bit. Which, let's say my, my head's laying down and I could sort of look. I could still see clearly that direction. So when I did, he would be there. And he would move closer. I don't, don't I wouldn't say necessarily for me it was like full black hat and trench coat necessarily. It was more like a shadow. There's, of, there's of a actually man. just like a whole article when you start searching for like, you know, the sleep paralysis hat man about just like yeah. shadow people. And it's just yep. like, and it's, it's like a full black shadow where you could sort of see like the closer you get, it feels like you're going to start seeing the face. And that's where you wake up and I'd be like, I'd wake up and I'd be like breathing. I'd be like, oh, fucking Jesus Christ. And I'm like looking around and shit like, oh, God, like uh, oh my. it freaked the living shit out of me when I was a kid, like when I was younger. I don't, I don't think I had it when I was a kid. It was like, I want to say late teens. It started happening. It was really weird. It happened for like a good amount of time. I would say actually it probably only stopped a few years ago, to be honest, if I, if I remember correctly. Other times, maybe I just have I've phased it out of my memory of anything recent. Uh, I couldn't say. But uh, at like near the end of the times I would get this, I had that self-awareness where it was like, oh, I know what's going on. But also I, I, it's, it, that doesn't make it any better. Like it's still something I don't want to experience. And I'm like, oh God, I don't like this. I don't like this. Get me out. Get me the fuck out. And yeah, no, it was, it was some fucking terror shit I, that I never want to relive again. Um, and it was weird, especially because I never knew other people would have it. Like when I was a lot younger, I would get these weird uh, nightmares where it felt like I was in a place that just kept getting bigger. And it felt like I was getting lost into something where I couldn't even find myself. And it was like really weird. And I'd wake up like freaking out. But uh, that was like a very short period of time. I don't even know what the hell happened there. But uh, yeah, no, Roman, I... We definitely, like, I, I wonder why it's the same thing for most people, like, if it's just, like, a weird... I don't know what it is, because... ...thing in the brain. It, it's it's weird, because I never looked the figure, like, I never looked directly at it. It's almost like I wasn't even looking at it. It's, it's like my, if my head, if I was laying down and my head was turned away from the doorway, I'd still see it like through the back of my head weird weird dream logic shit see this is why i like watching italian films like giallos they make no sense they're all dream logic i find that dream logic stuff way more interesting than just yeah. real life see lucid dreaming kind of killed night terrorists for me because like actually not not even lucid dreaming but like i don't know my parents kind of really installed this like notion of like spiritual health like if you're spiritually healthy you won't have nightmares or night terrors and stuff like that and, and for the most part that actually worked because like if i felt something creepy was going on 
I would just say a, a prayer and it would just go away. And uh, I still I still do that if I feel like something fishy is happening. But now I feel like I go to sleep so distracted by hanging out in my own head that I didn't even notice any, I guess, creepy stuff going on. Not, not like, contemporarily. Gotcha. Well, uh, I got one last little tidbit, uh, and then we'll wrap up here. So, Miles, I completely forgot about this until you said uh, Matrix Deja Vu. And it completely clicked something back into my head that I completely forgot that would happen. And actually, I would say sometimes still does to this day. So, this is the only really, really weird thing that I honestly always shrug off because I don't think about it really. But I would have these dreams where it feels like a regular day. And something would happen, a conversation with a person or an interaction with somebody. and Or just an experience. Yeah wake up whatever day after either that day of or within the next three days normally same thing would happen and actually happen and i'd be like i could have sworn i just had i could have sworn i just uh dealt with this and i was like maybe it happened yesterday maybe it happened the day before and i'd realize i'm like i swear to god i just dreamt this like it felt like mm-hmm. that and i was like the fuck and that's happened at least that i can remember now at least half a dozen times at the very least i can i can almost guarantee it's happened more times but i i've had weird dreams where straight up something would happen and then it would actually happen in real life the same exact thing and i kept thinking it was just deja vu like it happened in another day and then i realized it was a dream Mm -hmm. that that's for real like i can't even make that up there's like deja vu like i understand deja vu but i do understand also what you mean was i swear i call it like like life plan deja vu where like i swear there's points where you realize at that point in your life you were supposed to be there Mm. like um i I have like a couple couple of ones just if uh you got time i know your phone's going yeah no worries i I could say like this one little spill um every time i've started a new job every time i've been like i've seen the jobs I'll work and I've seen the women I'll be with before I actually meet them. I think that's that's another thing too, which is like the biggest like what I'm telling people or, or just like talking with, with friends or, or people who, who don't get to hang out with me a lot. Um you know, like whenever I get asked about picking up chicks and stuff like that. I'm like, look, the biggest testament I can give you on on how my method, I guess, goes about is it's not that I'm like got a crazy personality. It's not that I know these chicks better than they know themselves or whatever that I actually have seen the ones I'm supposed to be with before in a dream. And I'll either talk to them if they look like that or if they actually are that person. And through sheer luck, or you know whatever circumstance it has to be it happens and i I always see them beforehand it's crazy so it like it's to a point where you know maybe it's um manifestation like manifest destiny that like i'm kind of convinced myself there's a pattern that's not really there but it gets like strangely accurate and bizarre so i just um you know i'm just here for the ride I don't want to see just what props up the cart 
and let chains take it to the top before it drops. Mm. For sure. Definitely. Nice. Well, <laughs> with that done, does anyone have any last closing statements before we finish off here? No. I just I hope everyone's carving pumpkins. Yeah. Have a happy yeah. Halloween as best you can right now, I guess. Yeah, we are. I'm celebrating Christmas already. I'm not Christmas. Oh God! Be <laughs> my mom. I don't. I. Jesus I have birthday a, needs more than a day to celebrate. I have a. I have a very big rule of no, no Christmas anything before Thanksgiving. Um, I get very. I, I will. I will. I will burn you like a witch. I'm definitely gonna. <laughs> just listen to Mariah Carey's "Only One for Christmas Is You" like right now. God, I'm, I'm not doing it. That's gonna be in my head forever. Halloween. Dude, 2020's taken enough. Give me two months of Christmas. I need it. <laughs> like, <laughs> God. <laughs> All right. But I hope everyone enjoyed this. Ty, where can anyone find you? You can find me on Twitter uh, at It's Titanic, uh, spelled with a, a T Y. Um, and uh, also, It's Titanic on YouTube, uh, posting. 3d models and vfx stuff as well as some music stuff actually just for october i just uh, released a cover that me and my girlfriend did of the goosebumps theme um which the... was fantastic by the way thank you mm. yeah that was really fun me on uh electric guitar her on keys uh yeah just something we decided to do we've been talking about doing covers for a while and finally got around to doing it and uh we're really really proud of it so that's on uh my twitter and youtube and uh yeah stay tuned for i think i've got at least one more spooky little 3d model that i'm working on that hopefully will be done by uh, october 31st and uh yeah every couple weeks posting new vfx stuff yeah check out his spooky his spooky stuff it's pretty good and i i'll, I'll take i haven't had a chance yet today but i'm gonna take a listen to that mm, goosebumps thank you uh right after <laughs> this roman where can people find you uh you can find me on instagram uh under uh, revolver roman one word um and uh i've been doing uh, uh 31 days of halloween i take a picture of a movie that i own that's nice and spooky a nice recommendation and uh hope that it has a little impact on everybody out there even though i'm four days behind and i need to stop <laughs> i need i need to get my you know you got three days. I need left to get over. in there. <laughs> get in there. Get in there. Get deep. In get there, balls dude. deep. And you get balls yeah. deep in movies already. Oh yeah. Check it. Check his stuff. Honestly, his uh, he has full like the production value Honestly, of these Instagram really. photos is quite phenomenal. <laughs> like he does a great job with them. You guys it's really not even that it much. Just me pouring blood all over my face. Like <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know he does that even when it's not a photo. He just does that. <laughs> it's actually a thing he does. It looks so good. Oh god. Stop eating that. Uh, Miles, <laughs> mm -hmm. where can people find you and all of your antics? So, look, I, I went to jail this year, so I'm, I'm retired from antics. <laughs> but, These are so dramatic. But I, um, you can find me on Twitter at the count of S or Instagram. You can just look up MilesWCD. Uh, I, I post the same stuff on both. So, you know, a little bit of my social life mostly just art all right yo y'all actually do need to follow miles his his work which by the way miles uh, just gushing about your drawings real quick uh every single drawing you post i see so much improvement and it blows my mind like 
the, you, I think you found your color palette. Yeah, oh, for real. Oh yeah, your you your colors really work. Color palette. Also, I want to see you post those post those pictures that you've been teasing in your stories already, dude. Oh yeah, oh, I, I gotta see. see I, I three course meal. I'm trying to do with my drawings now. Where I'll, I'll do like a scene, and then I'll do the character drawings. So that way people can like look at the scene and they can look at the action figures in that scene. So, so oh but making those scene drawings are take, is taking a while. But yeah, I'm hoping to turn Instagram into like a bigger account with this new wave of art. Which, by the way, Definitely. did you do the seventh Legion Howlers drawing that you posted? Yeah. Incredible. Some of the book I read. Wicked. Thank you. Yeah, check out the amount of detail he puts to everything. Holy shit! Like he also like for he he'll judge uh, military accuracy in terms of weaponry and uh, equipment. So he usually gets pretty accurate with it when he does. I trust Miles' judgment on anything related to that. So (laughs) if that means yeah, no, it's always high quality there. And uh, finally, you could uh, follow me, Comron, at uh, GoGoComzilla on Twitter. Uh, and you'll find, of course, this show, up to it, down to it, on the channel of Sutra Side Talk. So you can just uh, subscribe to Sutra Side Talk on either uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, or Google Podcast. And this show will be a portion of it. Basically, you'll either see this appear every, every now and again in between uh, the weekly episodes of Sutra Side Talk. But, of course, you can also check that show out, where uh, myself and my co-host James will talk about games, movies, and TV show stuff. Uh, for about hour and a half or so but that is it guys oh and actually one last thing i almost forgot i gotta plug one more thing guys i on november 7th i will be participating in extra life so i will be gaming for 24 hours straight raising money for the uh uc benioff children's hospital here in san francisco and i'll be streaming on twitch i'm not sure if i'll be using a camera or not yet but at least i'll be uh playing a game or playing games for 24 hours and probably have my voice in there at the very least. But if you want to tune in there and donate, I'll probably have a link in the show notes uh, to check that out as well. But uh, by the end of it, I'll probably be a corpse, uh, but hopefully less of a corpse than last year. Cause I was pretty sick and I still did it. We get it. You are a better person than all of us. Thank you. Comron <laughs> showing us up at the end of your podcast. It's just, it's for the children, bro. Oh. I got to get it out there, too. I need people to know. Well, uh, definitely tune in. Yeah. Good on you, Cameron. No, oh, thank you. Thank you. But no, it's just, it, hey, man, I get to play some games for 24 hours. It's, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's like it's a, a double, it's like it's it's a charity, but also it's like a selfish instinct at the same time. But whatever. Anyway. Win win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But all right. Uh, this will definitely be out. I'll make sure this comes out on October 30th. 30th or 29th? 30th it'll come out on friday the day before halloween so take a listen to this and then enjoy your halloween and just remember guys you can go and enjoy things and check out the things of spooky town but don't go all the way down the road don't let it know that you want to know more (laughs) because who knows you may you may dread what you find and regret everything and with that we shall leave you Enjoy. <laughs> Bye. Good time. Bob, Bob, Bob. Take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy.